Welcome back, listeners. The Gold Glove finalists just dropped, so what better time than to talk about Gold Gloves, other awards, finalists, projections of awards, and things like that. We've talked about Gold Gloves in the past, how partially they've been a joke up until about 2013, where it started to get a little bit better, but still is not perfect. But we're going to jump into that. We're going to talk about the finalists. We're going to talk about projections of who we think are going to win. And we'll talk about the other awards as well. With that, let's get started. So we could talk about the World Series between the Phillies and the Astros and break that down, but there's a ton of other places you can get that. And let's be honest here, do we really want to talk about the Astros and the Phillies as Braves fans? Probably not. It is disappointing that the Braves season ended the way that it did and that the Phillies made it all the way to the World Series. I guess the one bright spot is that it does show how strong the National League East is that the third best team was able to make it all the way to the World Series, just showing how purely strong the National League East was, but also how unpredictable the playoffs are. I mean, we've seen now 22 straight years with a different World Series winner. There has not been a repeat World Series winner in 22 years. Now, we've seen dynasties, I guess you could call them, with the Giants. You know, and the Cardinals winning multiple World Series in short periods of time and stuff like that. But not no repeats. No repeats since uh, 22 years ago. But anyway, so let's jump into the awards. This is what I really want to talk about. The Gold Gloves finalists have dropped. And there's been a lot of upset fans over Michael Harris not being a finalist. And I get it. I do. He was not going to win this year anyways. So I'm not that too worried about it. Because... You know, he only played 114 games. The odds of him winning, especially with today's Gold Gloves metrics and how that works, he was never going to win. But let's just point out real quick that we talked with Chris Dial last year about the Gold Glove Award, how it scored, and all that. So if you remember, Gold Glove metrics, 25% of that score is based on Sabre, Defensive index. That's a combination of runs effectively defended, stat cast, DRS, things like that, based on Sabres defensive experts and the metrics that they've created. And they, for the most part, they are good metrics. Could it be better? Yes, it could be better. Is it better than it was years ago? drastically better than it was years ago before 2013 gold gloves are way more accurate to the best defenders in the league than they were before 2013 when we saw people like you know Rafael Palmero winning when he only played like 38 games at first base and things like that now SDI is used with 25% of the score and the ranking the SDI rankings are on the ballot when the coaches vote and again if you didn't know how the voting worked, it is each manager from across MLB 
and six of the coaches from each team. So that's seven votes from each team votes on the Golden Gloves. You also cannot vote for players on your own team. So you have to vote for players on other teams. So let's go over the finalists real quick. I also want to add that this year, the Gold Glove has added the utility spot for the Gold Gloves. This is a little subjective, but hey, whatever. So for the AL finalists, utility finalists are DJ LeMahieu, Whit Merrifield, and Luis Ren Gifo. Right field, Jackie Bradley Jr., Max Kepler, Kyle Tucker. Center field, Cedric Mullet, Smile Straw, Michael A. Taylor. Left field, Andrew Benintendi, Stephen Kwan, and Brandon Marsh. Third base, Matt Chapman, Jose Ramirez, Ramon Urias. Shortstop, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, Jeremy Pena. Second base, Andres Jimenez, Jonathan Scoop, Marcus Simeon. First base, Luis Arreyes, Vladimir Guerrero, and Anthony Rizzo. Catcher, Sean Murphy, Cal Raleigh, Jose Trevino. Pitcher, Jose Barrios, Shane Bieber, Jamison Talion. Nationally finalists for utility, Brendan Donovan, Tommy Edmond, Dalton Varsho. Right fielder, Mookie Betts, Juan Soto, and Dalton Varsho. Center fielder, Trent Grisham, Victor Robles, Alec Thomas. Left field, Ian Happ, David Peralta, Christian Yelich. Third base, Nolan Arenado, Cabrian Hayes, Ryan McMahon. Shortstop, Ha-Sung Kim, Miguel Rojas, Dansby Swanson. Second base, Jake Cronenworth, Tommy Edmond, Brendan Rodgers. First base, Paul Goldsmith, Matt Olson, Christian Walker. Catcher, Travis Darno, Thomas Nito, JT Realmuto. Pitcher, Tyler Anderson, Corbin Burns, Max Fried. A few things I want to point out here. Tommy Edmond is eligible in two different spots. That's the first time that's ever happened. And then I also want to point out that somehow Juan Solo is a finalist, showing that coaches do not always follow the SDI rankings because Juan Soto is one of the worst defenders in the National League this year as far as SDI rankings go. His SDI rankings, as of the latest, have him the second worst qualified defender in right field. Second worst. So we may have another situation like Marcelo Zuna had when he won a gold glove. Let's go ahead and talk about center field and why fans would be upset. So... As far as SDI rankings go, Victor Robles, Trent Grisham, and Alec Thomas were the top three, which is probably why those were the finalists. Michael Harris was in fourth, tied with Dylan Carlson. Now, it's really semantics up to this point because when you see the finalists for gold gloves, it's not like, hey, we take the three finalists and then within the three finalists, voters vote out of the top three to pick. That's really not how it works. The winner has already been chosen. They're just showing the top three vote getters, if that makes sense. So Michael Harris was never going to win anyways because he was the fourth best in SDI, so he did not get the score for that. So he would have had to pull in a ton of votes, which didn't happen. Basically what happened, what it looks like, is that he was fourth in the SDI rankings and The coaches looked at Michael Harris and Alec Thomas and decided to vote either Victor Robles or Trent Grisham as the winner, and then Alec Thomas just happened to get the third amount of votes. 
I understand fans' frustration because Michael Harris did have better metrics in some areas like DRS, uh, outs above average, things like that, slightly better than Alec Thomas while only playing while playing one game more than Alec Thomas did. At the end of the day, it's semantics. Michael Harris wasn't going to win anyways. Alec Thomas is not going to win. It's going to be Victor Robles or Trent Grisham. If I had to imagine, if my pick, my projection is that Victor Robles is going to win because based on SDI, he's far and away the best defender. So he won the SDI vote, or the 25% from SDI. And then if voters looked at the SDI charts, they will see that Victor Robles was far and away the best defender by SDI metrics. So we talked about National League center field. So why don't we go ahead and go with my projections for the rest of the spots. Let's start in the, well, let's stay in the National League since we're there already. The American League for utility, my projection is that the winner will be DJ LeMahieu. The other two, honestly, I don't know if it's because it's the utility spot and they don't really have rankings and SDI for utility. They just made the spot up this year, so it's new. I shouldn't say make up, but it's the first time they've had the category for Golden Gloves. I don't know if that's the reason why, but the other two don't even really belong in there based on SDI. They both have negative... They both have negative SDI, uh, so really the only one to me that even has a chance of winning is DJ LeMayhew, unless the votes swing really far towards Whit Merrifield for some reason, just because they like him, because LeMayhew definitely is getting the 25% from SDI, and the others aren't going to get any from it, and so it'd be really hard. They'd have to get a ton of votes to surpass LeMayhew. I just realized I said we were going to stick with the National League, and then I jumped over to American League Utility, so I apologize for that. So why don't we just stay in the American League since we're here, and then we'll jump back to the National League. I apologize. So let's look at left field for American League. I think it's going to be Stephen Kwan for Cleveland. As far as SDI goes, he was the second best defender in all of baseball as a left fielder. So, well, I say all of baseball, all of American League as a left fielder. So I think it really isn't even close. I think that voters will see that, and they're going to go that way. That would be my pick anyways. Let's just put it that way. For right field, I'm going to lean towards Kyle Tucker. He does have the SDI advantage, but also playing for Houston and getting more national attention. I should point out that this voting has already taken place, so the postseason does not play a part at all. But Jackie Bradley Jr., people, he might pull some votes just because people know he is a good defender. But I just don't see Max Kepler or Jackie Bradley Jr. winning it over Kyle Tucker with his name recognition, his leading the SDI charts. I just think Kyle Tucker is going to win it. Center field, I do think that it's going to be Miles Straw. Even do I, though I do think it is kind of a tragedy that Julio Rodriguez did not make it into the top three because he should have. I mean, he was third in SDI while missing games due to injury. I do think Julio Rodriguez should be up there, although um, I, he would probably would not have won. I think Miles Straw is going to win just because of the huge gap in SDI. And also, I don't know, he doesn't have the name recognition, but the fans in Cleveland loved him, and he got some media attention this year. So I do think that I know that that should not matter. For me, it would not matter when I'm voting, but the way that coaches vote, who knows? So my projections is that Miles Straw will win. Shortstop is another one 
that was kind of shocking because typically the top three players in SDI are the three finalists. I mean, it's it's like up to like 80 or 90% of the time that happens. This year in shortstop, that does not appear to be the case. Jeremy Pena, rightfully so, leading all shortstops in the American League with 8.2 SDI as a finalist. But Carlos Correa is fifth in the in the American League in SDI, and he made it as a finalist. But Xander Bogarts is up there as well, which he should be. Which is interesting because the year before, Xander Bogarts kind of had a down year defensively, so Bogarts obviously worked on his defensive skills going and knowing he's going into free agency. But I'm gonna go with Jeremy Pena here. I know I hate I hate to say it. I, I personally would pick Jeremy Pena, so let me put that out there, just based on his defensive metrics. But just because he's so so much better than the other two. I mean, defensively he just was. Xander Bogarts is like has half the SDI that Jeremy Pena does and Carlos Correa isn't even in the top three. And so Pena's going to get the SDI points, and I believe that with him playing for Houston and him being electric like he is and being in the Rookie of the Year conversation, I do think that he'll probably end up winning that gold glove. Third base is another one that voters did not go with SDI, which is this a trend happening? Are voters starting to say, you know what, screw SDI, we're not going to use it. Is that what's happening? Because Josh Donaldson led all third basemen in SDI. He's not on the list. Raymond Urias was second. He's on the list. But then to get the other people on the list, you got Jose Ramirez and Matt Chapman, who are sixth and seventh in SDI. So to me, uh, Urias is going to win. I mean... Uh, he's going to get the SDI points right off the bat. And if voters even looked at the SDI chart at all, they're going to see that he was far better than the other two this year. Ramirez and Chapman, yeah, they're good defenders. Chapman has won a platinum glove before. But are they apparently are going on name recognition there, which really stinks for people that like Yon Minkata or, or people like that who should have got more votes. But anyways, that's my pick. For second base, I'm going to go with Jonathan Shoup. I just am. That's who I think is going to win. Interestingly, for first base, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is in the top three. But if you look at SDI, he's actually leading first baseman. But if you look at total SDI, first baseman definitely was the weakest position, as it should be defensively in SDI metrics. However, I do think that Vlad will probably end up winning this year. I do think Luis Arreyes probably came pretty close just because when you take guys that are not naturally a first baseman that are more athletic than your typical first baseman move them over to first base they typically are pretty good guys like Max Muncy for example when when he was primarily a first baseman I believe it was last year or the year before people like that but I'm gonna go ahead and say that Vlad will probably win it and then catcher Jose Trevino best defensive catcher in the American League he better get it that's who my pick is and then pitcher, it's always a toss-up for me. So I'm going to be honest with you, I have no clue. As far as SDI rankings go, Shane Bieber and Jamison Talion were number one and two, and then Berrios was number four. So if we want to go with who's going to get the SDI points to kind of give us an edge here, we'd go with Shane Bieber. But I don't know. Pitchers get such a small opportunity to defend. It's such an anomaly to me 
So, I, I mean, it's cool that pitchers get gold gloves, but to me it's not that big of a deal whether they get one or not. Moving on to the National League, we talked about center field already, but let's go ahead and start with catcher. For me, it's JT Real Muto. It's not close. He was by far the best defensive catcher in the National League. It is kind of cool to see Travis Darno turn it around, though, because defense was not typically his bread and butter. Until Tyler Flowers got with him and worked on him with framing and things like that, Travis Darno was not a top defender in the National League for catchers. This year, number three in SDI, he deserves it. He did excellent. If you look at his other metrics, they're good too. But JT Romuto was far and away the best defensive catcher in the National League, and he should win the Gold Glove. As far as utility goes, Tommy Edmonds should win. I mean, he was one of the best defenders in baseball this year. He was 7th in all of the National League in SDI, so he's going to be getting those SDI points. And if you look at his other metrics too, like DRS, outs above average, defensive war, Tommy Edmond is the man when it comes to defense. He should win, and he's my projection to win the utility spot. Right field, we talked about it already. I think it's hilarious that Juan Soto is even up there, so surely, I pray, he does not win. To me, it's Mookie Betts. It's not really that close. Mookie Betts had an excellent year defensively. It was cool to see Dalton Varsho up there because he's also has played catcher some, so it's kind of cool to see that, but it's just not really that close. It's going to be Mookie Betts. He has more than double the SDI than the second-place guy, which is Dalton Varsho, by the way. All right, let's take a break real quick. And then we'll jump into the rest of the positions for National League. And then we'll touch on my projections for the other awards as well. Before we move on, I want to talk to you about a product that I am excited about. Fresh Prints of South Walton offers t-shirt printing services to businesses, sports teams, churches, charities, and many other clients locally and nationwide. I know for me personally, I'm not just pitching this because someone told me to. I use this service, and this company does a great job. They made shirts for myself and my family, and I still wear them to this day. They're located in South Walton County of Florida, but they offer free delivery service to local clients so they can focus on their business and not be out running errands, but they also will ship nationwide. Fresh Prints is devoted to offering high-quality, affordable screen printing services from small orders to large contract jobs. Keep your team looking fresh with Fresh Prints at www.freshprintsofsouthwalton.com. All right, welcome back from break. Let's move on to left field for the National League. This is another interesting one because the top player in SDI for left field in the National League is not even a finalist. So it's going to be pretty tough to pick. And I think it's just simply because left field is, like I said, in the American League, it's the spot where just like first base, you don't necessarily have good defenders out there. And when you have guys like Connor Joe that not many people outside of Colorado really paid attention to this year, you're not going to see his name up there just because of the way the coaches vote. It is kind of sad because Connor Joe was great defensively and he's not a finalist. But hey, 
my money is on Ian Happ. He was far better than the other two guys. It's kind of crazy to even see David Peralta or Christian Yelich up there this year, to be honest with you. Uh, David Peralta was a top three in SDI. Christian Yelich was not. Uh, so Ian Happ is going to be getting the SDI score out of the three. He's far and away better than the other two in SDI. He's double David Peralta. So that's he's already got that going for him. So he's already got those 25%. Ian Happ has played center field before. He's just more athletic. So I'm going to go. Well, I mean, I guess technically Christian Yelich has too, but he was he's not going to win. So we're going to go with Ian Happ on this one. Moving on to third base, this is probably going to be the hardest selection for me just because you've got three guys that are all exceptionally good defensively. Brian Hayes. Nolan Arenado facing off against his former team's third baseman in Ryan McMahon. But hopefully, the race is truly between Cabrian Hayes and Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado has the edge here just because of name recognition. I personally think Cabrian Hayes should win based on his numbers. And he will he should be getting Cabrian Hayes should be getting the 25% points for SDI. But I'm going to project that Nolan Arenado wins just based on name recognition because it is kind of close between the two of them. So I'm going to go ahead and say I think Nolan Arenado is going to win. Should he win? I think Brian Hayes should win. But I do think that Nolan Arenado is going to pull out and win this one. For shortstop, it is interesting that the top SDI getter did not make it as a finalist this year. That means that the coaches did not vote for Nico Horner. Uh, that's very interesting. So that means that Ha Seong Kim is the leader in SDI for this position of shortstop, San Diego Padres shortstop, which is interesting, especially since uh, Fernando Tatis would have been there had things not happened. But that means the top three of Kim, Swanson, and Rojas. I am interested to see who wins this. I think that Dansby Swanson will have the name recognition here. I think he had a fantastic year defensively. And he was so good for the first half of the season. He tapered off a little bit near the end. Not that he got bad, just other players were able to catch up to him. But I'm going to say just based on how on fire he was for the first half of the season, I think Swanson might actually win this one. If he doesn't, I'll understand why. He should beat out Rojas. Like, he should get the second amount of points. But Kim will get the SDI points, the 25% from SDI, so that's going to help him a lot. But I do think the coaches might actually give Swanson this one. You know, second base is going to be interesting because, you know, I said Tommy Edmond was the man defensively. Like, he even had more SDI than Dansby Swanson. But Brendan Rodgers had even more SDI than Tommy Edmond. But Tommy Edmond got a lot of hype this year. And even though Brendan Rodgers has the SDI points, and I think he should actually win the gold glove, I do think that Tommy Edmond will end up getting the votes on this one. Uh, I just do. And so I think Tommy Edmund will win. I do think that Brendan Rodgers probably deserves it. It is interesting to see how the National League is starting to have some really, really good second baseman defensively. As far as first base goes, I don't even know why Paul Goldschmidt is up there. He's got negative SDI, so that means he's definitely not getting any SDI points. That means that, just like in the olden days, and it might be because we have more old school managers than we used to. 
because there's a trend for a while where there was not a lot of old school managers and now it's a trend to bring them back. And I don't know if that's why we're seeing players that are starting to get gold glove votes based on their offense rather than their defense. Because Paul Goldschmidt had a fantastic offensive year. But Paul Goldschmidt, negative SDI in the top three. So I don't think he'll win. So really it's between Matt Olson and Christian Walker. Christian Walker was one of the best defenders as far as SDI goes in all of baseball this year. It should be Christian Walker. If not, the there's a serious problem. Would I be upset if Matt Olson won? Not really. I mean, it'd be cool to see Matt Olson in his first year get a gold glove. And, and we talked about it already, how he is a premier defensive first baseman in Major League Baseball, even though fans tend to focus on a few errors here and there. Uh, Matt Olson is an exceptional first baseman defensively. But Christian Walker should win this award. It should not be close. He's far and away the best. Just for what it's worth, SDI-wise, 10.4 SDI. That's next best first baseman, 3.1. Again, finally with pitchers, it's between Tyler Anderson, Corbin Burns, or Max Freed. I have no idea who it's going to be. I'm just going to be honest with you because pitchers just don't typically get a lot of a lot of opportunities, but if you want to look at SDI to see who gets the SDI point, Tyler Anderson by far had the most of the three that are listed. But just for what it's worth, Tyler Anderson was first in SDI, Corbin Burns was third, and Max Freed wasn't even the best brave on the list. Kyle Wright actually had more SDI than Max Freed did. Max Freed is all the way down at seventh, so I don't foresee Max Freed winning the gold glove this year. I do think that it will probably be Tyler Anderson based on not only him leading in SDI, but he plays for the Dodgers, who get a lot of media attention. Unfortunately, that's how it goes. So I would not be shocked if it was Tyler Anderson. My projections for more awards now. Let's go to MVP. I know that it's going to be a hot debate between Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani, and maybe we'll have an episode where me and Richard go at it again and debate it. Uh, as you know, last year I definitely was on the Otani train for winning. He was by far the best player to me in all of baseball last year. But this year what Aaron Judge did was just fantastic. I mean, what Aaron Judge did offensively was so insane that it was better than what Otani did with his bat and pitching combined. I mean, just look at the F-War difference, or F-Fangraphs wins above replacement. Aaron Judge, 11.5 to Otani's 9.5. He was a full two wins above replacement better than Otani. And Otani was 2.1 wins above replacement better than the next guy in all of baseball. I mean, so the difference between first place and third place is 4.1 wins above a placement between Aaron Judge and the third guy in Major League Baseball. So yeah, I get the I get the argument of what that it could be Otani versus what Aaron Judge and what Otani did this year was absolutely insane. Literally any other year, he probably would have won MVP. But the year that Aaron Judge had was unmatched. I mean, this is one of the best offensive performances we have seen in our lifetime. And, you know, you look at the just the the stats that Aaron Judge had, the base stats, right? And I know there's going to be a lot of, oh, well, the only reason he won was because he broke the home run record. Well, 
I mean, the amount of home runs he had versus everybody else in the league in a down offensive year, uh, yeah, it was a big deal. The next most home runs were 46, and that was in the National League to Kyle Schwarber. The next amount of home runs in the American League was 40. So he had 22 more home runs than the next guy in the American League. 22 more home runs. He was fifth in all of baseball on average. He led the American League in RBI. In hits, he had 177, which would put him in eighth place in all of baseball. And that's while hitting all those home runs. And that's getting having that many hits, being eighth amount of hits while also leading the league in walks. So it's not that he wasn't getting on base with those hits either. He was getting on base more than anybody else. His OBP was 425. The next highest player in Major League Baseball was Freddie Freeman with 407. He also led the league in OPS with a 1.111. That was almost 100 points higher than the next guy, Jordan Alvarez, who is purely a DH, so he won't even get defensive points. I mean, it's, to me, Otani, fantastic player this year, great job, should easily get second place. It's, for me, it's Aaron Judge. On the National League side, that one gets a little bit more tough because you have guys like Freddie Freeman, who led the National League in on-base percentage, and then you have Paul Goldschmidt, who led the league in OPS, and if you notice, I'm not really talking much about defense because even though I, as a fan of defense, MVP voters historically do not care about defense, which is super unfortunate, but it's just the case. MVP voters just don't, so that's why I'm not talking about it. If we want to talk about who should win, Aaron Judge would still be up there because he is a very good defender, right? He he is a good defender, and he's better than the guys that he would have been facing off against anyways. But if that's also why he, you know, there's a big difference between his F4 and his baseball reference war as well. But either way, Paul Goldsmith for me, he was just so on fire for most of the year. I do think because voters love offense that they're going to go with Paul Goldsmith, who led the National League in OPS, and he led the second-place guy, 981 to 918. By the way, that second place guy is Freddie Freeman. Nolan Arenado and Manny Machado will probably get some votes as well. Maybe uh, Austin Riley will get some down votes because of that insane few months stretch that he had, but he really fell off there at the end. Austin Riley is ninth in all of Major League Baseball in OPS. And I do want to reiterate again that this was obviously a down year offensively, especially considering the first month of the year where the baseballs were obviously dead. But this has by far been the lowest offensive output across the league in a long, long time. In fact, it is the second lowest offensive output since the year 1992. So yeah, seriously down offensive year. So just keep that in mind when you're looking at rate stats and overall cumulative stats, things like that, focus heavily on when you're doing your evaluations. If I were you, focus on their OPS plus uh, if you're looking at previous years, right? If you're comparing this year to last year and things like that, it's important to look at ERA plus, OPS plus, to see how they're doing against the rest of the league rather than how they're doing other years. 
if that makes sense. Rookie of the year, this one is fun. I think for the American League, we kind of already know who it's going to be. It's probably going to be between Julio Rodriguez and Stephen Kwan. Julio Rodriguez is going to win. He had the bet. He had he led all rookies in the American League in wins above replacement to go along with such hype he had, and he had more wins above replacement than who will probably get in second place, which is Stephen Kwan, while playing 15 less games. So I do believe that it's going to be Julio Rodriguez. What's going to be interesting for the National League, though, is Michael Harris versus, you know, the mustache, Spencer Strider, which is really cool to see for the Atlanta Braves. It's going to be tough for me. I am going to lean towards Michael Harris just because voters tend to like offense, like I've said. They are extremely close with their overall output. Extremely close. But I'm going to lean towards Michael Harris, like I said, purely based on people voting offensively. That'll be another fun episode to really break them down statistically and prove why one deserves it over the other. But that would take an entire episode. And so I'm, I'm going to spare you that, and we might do an entire episode on that. How about that? National League Cy Young. To me, it better be between Aaron Nola, Carlos Rodon, Sandy Alcantara, Max Fried, and possibly Zach Wheeler. Pitchers are always an anomaly. Well, anomaly is a strong word. It's always interesting to see how Cy Young voters vote because a lot of times they focus just solely on ERA or wins, which in and of themselves, ERA is good, but it's a rate stat, right? So like if a pitcher doesn't pitch nearly as many innings as another pitcher, then they have a higher probability of having a lower ERA. Take Corbin Burns, for example, excellent pitcher, but he didn't pitch nearly as many innings as the other guys. So, I mean, it wasn't really fair to those guys that pitched more, but, you know, that's just how it is. And by that, I would say that Sandy Alcantara, having pitched so many innings, yet having such a low ERA, and being third in wins above replacement, as far as fan graphs go, I would I would lean towards Sandy Alcantara, especially with how dominant he was all season. He did have a few starts to where he didn't do so hot against good teams. But, I mean, every pitcher has a bad outing now and again. But I would lean towards Sandy Alcantara winning the National League Cy Young. As much as I'd love to see Max Freed pull it in, and with as many innings and strikeouts as Aaron Nola had and how he dominated the Braves and and Carlos Rodon, you know, having the same amount of strikeouts. It, it it could be one of those guys, but I am going to go ahead and predict that Sandy Alcantara pulls this one out. As far as the American League goes, it's probably going to be between Justin Verlander, Kevin Gossman, and Shohei Otani, if we're being honest. Just because they've all had excellent years, the interesting thing is that if you look at these three pitchers, that they've actually been a bit lucky compared to their expected ERA. However, that doesn't matter. They pitched an entire season and got a certain ERA, and that's what they should be judged on. I do think that voters are going to look at that extremely flashy 1.75 ERA from Justin Verlander and the fact that that he led all American leaguers in wins above replacement for starting pitchers, not to mention 
You got those old school voters that love wins. He has he has an 18 and 4 record. I do think that Justin Verlander is going to ultimately win the Cy Young this year. Do I think he's deserving? Yeah, I do think he's deserving. Is it because of his record, 18 and 4? Absolutely not. It's because of his ERA, his wins above replacement, and just things like that. He did get quite lucky with his left on base percentage, which is why his expected ERA is a 2.66 instead of his actual ERA of 1.75. Nevertheless, I do think that Justin Verlander deserves it, and I do think that he will win. All right, like I said, we probably will break down some of these competitions more granularly in the future, like Rookie of the Year, things like that, because it's obviously going to be close. And then there's going to be things that certain Braves fans are going to be upset about as far as awards that are won or super ecstatic awards that were won. And we can really break them down, stuff like that later. But that would take entire episodes. I want to spend entire episodes on some of those races like Rookie of the Year. So be looking out for that. But for now, that's this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot thank you enough. I can't believe the regular season is over and the postseason is almost over with the Phillies facing off against the Astros. It's insane. Don't forget to follow the show and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow the show on Twitter at Braves Dugout Pod or my personal Twitter at Sports. You can email the show at BravesDugout at gmail.com. We have all the socials on Facebook and all that stuff, so make sure you check that out on the show notes. As always, thank you for listening, and go Braves.